And next, we will bring we'll, we will uh, bring you our feature guest speaker for today. Uh, she comes from all oh, she comes all the way from the other side of the world. Um, Sister Alice Liu lives in Brisbane, and she is the coordinator of Tima Australia. For those who are not familiar with the term Tima, it stands for Tsiji International Medical uh, Association, which is made up of a group of healthcare professionals across the world and providing aid uh, to those who need. And like myself, Sister Alice is also a dentist. And today she will share with us how a group of young volunteers developed the medical program in Brisbane. So let us welcome Dr. Alice Liu to share with us. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Uh, I imagine it would be good afternoon, good evening, uh, and it's actually good morning from Australia. Um, and uh, it's great to see uh, a few familiar faces and uh, uh, lots of um, unfamiliar faces and uh, uh, new friends and new city families. Uh, so um, I'll go to the next slide. Um, I'm from as um, Jack mentioned, I'm from uh, Brisbane, Australia, uh, and the state that Brisbane is in is Queensland, and we are renowned for our sunshine. We're called the Sunshine State. And this is a, a photograph of um, a very beautiful beach. It's called Whitehaven Beach, is um, where um, my husband and I went for our honeymoon. So as you can see, it's a beautiful, beautiful place, Australia. Um, is a, a, a we a lot of the times we call it the lucky country. Um, the next slide, please. Um, seeing Isabel sharing uh, brought me back uh, a lot of memories as well. Uh, when I was still able to use uh, wear uh, a light blue uniform, I missed that <laughs> a lot, and having my hair in braids. Um, so. I hope you can still recognize me from this photograph <laughs> from about 1996. <laughs> yeah, so uh, if uh, anyone can recognize you, you get a prize. <laughs> when you can able to come to Australia, you can live at my place <laughs> and I'll take you around. Um, so when we were in Sichings, um, there's a group of us um, who were all studying dentistry um, and we, we thought, um, you know, listening to, uh, going back to Taiwan and listening to teachings around the world, sharing about uh, what they're doing in their own countries um, and some teachings in um, Southeast Asia and America, um, they actually assisted in medical projects and, and provided um, medical uh, and dental um, services uh, to those in need. Uh, so we thought, um, well, we're studying dentistry um, and um, why not um, use our own profession to try and give back to our community. So um, we had this idea in mind and um, I guess uh, the next step is to, to find where are the needy people. But we had no direction um, as everyone feels Australia is such a lucky country and such a good uh, social support um, and um, we have never done this before uh, so uh, you know we know uh, resume no, no credentials um, and so all we had um, back then is not even Google or uh, we can't search for who we can talk to we had a very thick phone book with um, all the 
the the phone numbers of um, the departments. So we started ringing, and and no no one knows who can actually direct us. And we were being transferred uh, to all different departments. Um, and um, then we thought, uh, if phone call doesn't work, then we just go to uh, the address where the oral health. Uh, director is and hopefully by speaking to him he will be able to direct us to where there might be a community or um, the target group that we can start this project. So we drove directly to the city, uh, the building is still there, the office is still there um, and um, can vividly remember um, we uh, tried to go in and we were uh, actually uh, stopped by the uh, guards saying, do you have an appointment? Um, we said, no, we tried to get one, but couldn't get one. And the guard said, oh, if you don't have an appointment, I can't let you in. So, um, and uh, we thought, oh, that's not very good. <laughs> uh, this is a dead end here. How can we, uh, you know, go ahead? So, um, next, yeah. Until, uh, luckily, uh, after all these years, we thought we, we were very, very lucky. Uh, one of um, uh, the dentists uh, who graduated actually worked in a, a more uh, rural um, dental, dental, public dental clinic. Um, and the director there uh, in the picture, Dr. Ross McCasker, um, actually uh, agreed to meet up with us and to talk about um, what he uh, sees as the need in uh, the local communities uh, because it looks after a, a very large area uh, within the central west of Queensland, a, a more remote communities, uh, about 15 hours drive from the city of Brisbane uh, inland. Um, and because they had a lot of difficulty uh, retaining uh, dentists and, and health professionals to stay in the rural areas. So they have clinics there, but they're all unserved service because um, they're unable to keep the health professionals um, out rurally. So he took us uh, to um, the, the remote communities. Uh, so next slide, please. Uh, by flying in uh, and uh, driving through um, the dirt roads, uh, carrying all the equipments with us. Um, and we started uh, the rural um, dental outreach programs back in 2002. Um, and I can still remember uh, once uh, we went uh, there uh, during the summer times, um, so 48 degrees Celsius, is about 118 degrees Fahrenheit um, and uh, the, the air conditions in the clinics stop working um, and you can see uh, all the sweat dripping from um, the dentist's face while he's uh, you know, treating the patients um, and the flies are, uh, are all around us. Um, and um, next slide please. And yet um, uh, I can still remember um, because back in 2002, I was still a final year dental student, so I'm not able to actually treat, but I was assisting uh, the, the dentists in the picture, Dr. Jerry Wu. Uh, he's one of the first one uh, who joined the program and who started the program as well. 
um, we we were uh, each time we were in the communities for about four to five days, um, and every single day, um, you know, he would not stop for a meal or stop for even morning tea or have a drink. You always have to, um, you know. Uh, put the water cup in front of his mouth um, and ask him to take his mask off, then he will have a sip. Um, and uh, he always uh, go out in the waiting room and, and greeted the families with lots of smile. Um, and uh, every single day we finish later and later, uh, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, uh, 12 o'clock. Um, and one time we even uh, went past um, midnight um, because uh, he, he, he knows if um, if we're able to treat uh, one more or two more patients, um, that's um, you know another uh, toothache, um, another uh, person in need that we're able to help. Because um, uh, after we're gone, um, there's no dentist there, um, so um, we didn't think a lot. Uh, the, the we just thought um, you know we'll do. Um, whatever uh, that's needed to help those in need. Yeah. So um, back then we thought, um, you know, wherever the need is, uh, we will go. So no matter how far, um, and um, we will try our best to be there. And uh, um, Master, when she heard about um, our first uh, project, uh, so back in 2002, uh, this is uh, uh, August 21st, the volunteer assembly. Uh, Master actually shared our story um, with um, all the Sikusipur and everyone around the world. And uh, she actually mentioned that, oh, my teachings are grown up now and they're able to help me to carry out the missions. Um, it's just a very simple um, one sentence uh, word, but um, after we heard that, we thought, oh, um, even though we're very young, uh, we're still able to help a little bit. And um, that was uh, uh, a very um, unforgettable uh, encouragement from Master. Um, but she later actually um, guided us uh, to go along another path uh, she said, um, you know, why do you always need to travel so far out? Um, there might be uh, other people uh, around your local community. Um, so uh, we started um, asking uh, with, and, and collaborating with another organization who looks after refugees and realized, oh, um, I, I never knew that Australia actually accepts um, refugees uh, through the UN program. Um, and uh, every year, uh, thousands of refugees will actually come and resettle in Australia. And there'll also be hundreds of people who will uh, try to come to Australia and seek asylum. And they're a very particular group uh, that has a lot of language and cultural barriers. Um, that also needed uh, some uh, little bit more assistance than the local residents in Australia. So um, we started um, talking to um, the the dental uh, the public dental service that is just opposite to our office, 
um, back in 2004 um, and to see whether there's a possibility to collaborate um, and work together on refugee dental uh, project. And uh, uh, a new partner, a new relationship, um, and it, it also took a lot of time um, to build this trust. I remember when we first go into meetings, um, the, the, co the director, the coordinator actually um, didn't look very um, happy and never put on a smiley face. Um, and and uh, it will give us a lot of um, uh, rules to follow. Um, and uh, he also questioned us whether or not we could find um, you know, the, the number of dentists that's needed uh, to actually make the day uh, worthwhile. Um, and we thought, oh, whatever you say, we will try and match that um, and we'll recruit as many as we can. Um, and so uh, when um, the, the big group of us go in uh, to have our final orientation, um, it actually uh, broke his poker face. He finally had um, a smile and, and he, he thought, oh my God, uh, he didn't know we had so many volunteers. And um, as we started looking after refugees and we, we really then uh, came to realize um, this is a, a, a group that we never uh, understood. Um, and there's so many new challenges and, and, and they speak many different languages uh, and using interpreters uh, and trying to, to, to work our way around it and to break that language and cultural barrier. Um, and I remembered uh, one of my patients that, that I saw, uh, who's a 50-year-old lady, um, she, uh, through the interpreter, I asked them how she's doing in Australia. Um, and and she, she said, oh, she's trying to learn a new language, uh, English. Uh, and uh, she, as she was signing uh, the consent form, I, I commented her that you know, you know her writing, even though it's just a very simple uh, sort of initial that she tried to write. Uh, your writing is very good, and she put on a a big smile, um, and uh, through the interpreter told me that she never had the chance to learn um, to to go to school um, back home. So now in Australia, even though uh, he's, she's quite old now, um, she uh, cherished this opportunity to be able to learn. Um, so she works very hard to try and pick up the language. And we also learned that, um, you know, the, the different cultures has many different uh, things that we need to watch out for. So uh, in, in uh, sometimes um, some of the treatment rooms, uh, when we see the doors closed, uh, we know uh, not to have anyone peeking around the window. Um, and this particular time, um, the dentist came out and, and told all the volunteers around that area saying, oh, don't come in and don't be your, uh, uh don't take a sneak peek and no camera uh, and no males to enter this room at all um, because um, this particular patient that she's treating, um, once uh, she uh, took her um, scarf off, 
um, the, the first uh, gentleman that she sees, she will need to marry him. So <laughs> we try to uh, ask all the, you know, the, the doc documentary team, especially not to, um, you know, peek around. So um, even though there are lots of different barriers, um, we're able to melt away all that barrier um, and obstacles um, with love. So uh, from 2004 till now, uh, our refugee general service, um, we uh, have been running for 16 years and still continuing uh, and uh, treated more than 2,600 patients and serving refugees from uh, across the world, more than 45 countries. Um, and um, after uh, we've been running Refugee Dental Affairs for, for a number of years, then we came across another town, not so far away as the, those that we, we went earlier in the year, uh, back in 2002, uh, but a town called Tara, which is about four hours drive from the city of Brisbane uh, inland. And uh, this train track that you can see is the, the, the train track to the town. Um, and uh, if we haven't visited the town, we, we would never know uh, there are homes like these in Australia. Um, so in the next slide, uh, this is a, a picture taken from one of the homes in, in Tara. Uh, we actually go out to the individual homes um, to actually door knock and visit them one by one. And we see uh, many homes built by the residents themselves uh, because uh, they, they live in this town um, and uh, no, no work opportunity and often they, they sort of uh, trying to um, stay away from the community as well. They, uh, many of them um, have um, drug issues, alcohol issues, um, and uh, lots of different reasons why they want to hide away from the communities. Um, and uh, we even visited a, a gentleman who was living by himself and, uh, uh, and we, we tried to also have a quick screening of his his mouth and realized that you know he's never been to the dentist for the past uh, 15 years and and uh, and he didn't even own a toothbrush uh, which we find it's just not possible but but he never brushed his teeth for for the past 15 years so um, so you know Jack you know um, you know uh, when we see his mouth, um, the, all the teeth are starting to fall out um, and, and uh, it's just not in a good state. And um, the, the, the one uh, story that, that I always share um, with all the teachings and, and everyone is um, my first patient in Tara. Uh, the patient came in uh, with a toothache uh, and asking me, um, you know, what, what can I do? Uh, I had a look and the, the tooth was just like um, waving in the breeze. It's just about to fall out because it has lost so much of the, the gum and the bone. Um, and um, it's just so mobile, you know, I could almost take it out with the tweezer, um, but it's so painful for the patient. And I told him, um, you know, unfortunately, I won't be able to save this truth. 
he said, yeah, I, I, I thought so. Um, because um, two weeks ago, uh, the, the tooth next to it uh, was the same and, and I had it removed. And I asked him, oh, um, I didn't know you had a dentist uh, visited here. I thought there's no dentist in town. Um, where did you go to get the tooth out? Um, and he just told me that um, he said, it was just too painful. I, I couldn't endure it and, and no painkiller worked. So I took out a plier from my toolbox and actually removed the tooth myself. I was horrified um, and, and really, really felt for him. Um, I, at, at that time, I just can't imagine in Australia, um, you know, uh, someone had to remove the tooth themselves without any anesthetics because there's no way he could go um, and, and no one he could see to help him. So um, this is, um, I think uh, the next slide, um, what Master said, when the unfortunate cannot find help, those who are blessed must go um, to them. Um, and this is how we feel. Um, those people in Tara uh, really uh, needed our um, service and our support so um, we must do everything we can to try and uh, meet that need and i'd like to share with you the story about lee um, so in the earlier years when we go in tara we started uh, in um, 2007 uh, it's always been um, you know fillings or removing teeth. Um, so there's so many teeth that we took out um, and so many of the local residents have many gaps in their teeth. If it's in the back, uh, it's not too bad, but when it's in the front, we really feel for them. And Lee has been seeing us for quite a number of years um, and she and her family also come to help uh, doing volunteer work um, as you know, part of our team now. Um, and you can see uh, with um, the gaps in the front, um, we took a lot of her front teeth out because they were not salvageable. So um, after a few years, we thought, mm, all the dentists, um, we thought we, we have to do something about this. Um, and uh, because there's no um, technician to do denture works uh, out there, uh, we thought um, we should bring uh, the technician team, uh, the denture team into the town. And so uh, the first year that we did that, um, we provided, uh, next slide, uh, Lee um, with a new front denture. And you can see um, you know, before the denture, uh, she was so shy um, and every time she comes to help, uh, she really hides away and then not talk to anyone. Um, but once uh, Dr. C, Lydia, um, actually uh, put the denture in her mouth, um, you know, her whole face just lit up and, and, and smiled, um, you know, all the time and every day that we were there. And just so lovely to see. And um, um, for those who are not non-dental, uh, Doing dental work in uh, over a three-day uh, dental fair uh, is not uh, something that's really easy because it takes multiple steps 
uh, and, and, and lots of different appointments in between. Next slide. Um, and so our um, technician team or processors team actually have to work around the clock to try and meet all the different uh, appointments uh, and throughout the three days so that on the last day of the fair, we're able to give um, the patient the denture that they needed. And so um, they usually work all throughout the night uh, and no sleep because um, in private practice, we would usually make a set of denture um, in uh, at least, at, at the least two weeks uh, with uh, multiple appointments in between. Um, but to actually reduce that to a three day turnaround, um, that really, you know, take uh, a lot of team effort. And, um, but um, it's so wonderful to see that um, all the team uh, are so willing to give give up themselves and, and no sleep and, and just try to give back the patient's smile and turning something that's seen impossible to impossible. Um, wow, Sister Alice, thank you so much for sharing the story. I, I mean, as a dental professional, I know that this is not an easy thing to do, you know, taking to, to do these uh, rural treatments in a very short amount of time. Um, but I'm, I'm really glad to see that you guys are able to turn the impossible to I am possible. So as we can see, it, if there's a will, there is a way. And with a pure intention to help others, I mean, you guys definitely found the opportunity to contribute. Um, and despite the, the physical limitations, whether it is you know, the language or the locations or even discomfort in the 118 degree weather, like you guys were able to pull your ingenuity together to melt the barriers with the warmth of your, with your love. So thank you so much, Sister Alice, for your sharing. Um, now, I hope that you have a big enough place for all of us because it seems like a lot of us will be visiting you in the, in, in the future. So, which brings us to our next section. Um, our Jinx aphorism this month 